Hey everybody, welcome to episode 107 of For the Love of Guns. Thanks for joining Team Banch today as we welcome Lara Smith from the Liberal Gun Club. Know what you're thinking, Liberal Gun Club? Isn't that an oxymoron? I'm telling you, I've talked to Lara a couple of times at SHOT and then on this podcast, you're going to love Lara and you're going to see that there are people that are on the left that are fighting for your rights, especially your 2A rights. Now, before we talk to Lara, it's time to pay the bills. And this episode is brought to you by Falco Holsters. Look, Falco Holsters is my go-to for holsters. Absolutely love these things. Handmade holsters made to your specifications. You go to the webpage, configure it up, and hand make it and get it to you in about 10 days. Check out Falco Holsters and use the checkout code Banshee to save 10%. Because at Falco, they can create a holster for every gun, any budget, without sacrificing quality. Now this episode is also brought to you by Ammo Squared. Ammo Squared is changing the way that we think about ammo. Now yes, we have ammo that we use for shooting, but have we ever really thought about ammo as an asset? Because it is a physical thing, and if you're into prepper fiction, you see that, well, ammo is used as barter and currency, they're just taking that to the next step and making it mainstream. Think of Ammo Squared almost as, well, a place that you can pay for a pizza for your, for your buddy and just transfer some ammo to him. Or if you need some ammo, pull it right out. Check out Ammo Squared. Got a link down below. Now with the bills paid, it's time to talk to Lara. Lara, tell me about your love of guns. Sure. I'm Lara Smith, and I'm the national spokesperson for the Liberal Gun Club. Now, Larry, we met at SHOT Show this year, and uh, actually it was G-Webs that introduced the, the two of us together, and was it, it was kind of great to sit there and talk to you. I'm like, wait, the, the Liberal Gun Club, isn't that kind of an oxymoron? I mean, we, we usually think of the firearm industry as being a very conservative audience, but and it, even as I say that, I still know liberals that have guns that enjoy shooting, and I've shot with. But would you mind kind of talking a little bit about that? Because this is really a right that it's a right that we're protecting that crosses all boundaries. Sure. I mean, what Liberal Gun Club talks about all the time is, is you know, we talk about that, that we're for every single civil right for every single person. And we really mean every single person, um, which tends to upset a lot of people on the right. Um, but but what about this group? No, no, everybody. Um, but that's who we're protecting ourselves against. Yes. That's right. That's why we say every single person, you know, we talk about that. Um, but we um, but really, like when you look at every poll that's ever gone, you know, and, and knowing that they're underestimating like the low end of how many people who are not just liberal, but Democrats, like registered in the Democratic Party. That's 20 percent, like at the low end, every poll shows 20 percent or more of those households have firearms. So it's not even really that small a number, and the gap isn't as big as people think. And it's really the group that's growing the most in gun ownership is people who are left of center, you know, not necessarily members of the Democratic Party, but people who identify as left of center of, of all different kinds of ideologies. That's where um, the real growth is in the industry. It's kind of funny. I like how you say left of center because, uh, you know, one thing I talk about is that my politics and my religion, I'm a Jasonist. You know, my name's Jason, so I'm a Jasonist. And people think, well, that's kind of 
you know, self-centered. And I go, but if you think about it, no matter what you are, you have your own thoughts and beliefs. You're not 100%. Like someone might say they're a Republican. I'm just the, the most staunch Republican. It's like, do you literally believe absolutely everything of that party? And they go, well, no, I don't believe in this. And I go, well, are you really a Republican then? You're really, you know, I use their first name. Everybody kind of has their own thing. So we have all these little spheres going around of I might be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And right. that's one thing that kind of drives me nuts as we get into <clears throat> these identity politics issues. Sure. Like I am a Democrat. I'm a, you know, I'm a, a, a liberal. I'm a conservative. I'm a Republican. But yet, you know, I, I can bend here and I can bend there. And, and then sooner or later, we find out that no matter how far that we've pushed to both sides, I mean, politically, it seems like we're, we're at such opposite ends. But when you get outside of the news cycles, we're all really kind of somewhere around the middle. Yeah. And, and you know, even when you're not, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are not anywhere near the middle, like they're pretty far left. But Joe Biden's near the middle, right? Like when you look at this to them, when you look at a lot of like the party plank stuff, if you read the party planks, like not the rhetoric of a DeSantis or a Biden, but when you read like what the GOP puts out or what the Democratic National Committee puts out, you'd be amazed at how much there is. It's like, oh, look, that's just another way to say the same thing, right? Yeah. Like there's not that much difference party wise. So I have friends who are far left who look at the parties and are like, yeah, no, like that's not, I don't agree with any of that. And and look at the GOP and go, well, you know, the right wing of the right, I don't agree with, but but there's not that much difference when you look at what yeah. the parties themselves are doing, right? And so it's like, yeah, you know, it's, and, and we're really, people are like, oh, well, you're just, you know, you're all Democrats. And it's like, oh, no, 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 we're the liberal gun club, like, we identify yeah. as liberals. Oh, so you're a classical liberal. No. <laughs> yeah. like, there's, nope, there's so many different either. levels. Right, yeah. right, right. So it's very funny. Like people really are like, well, who are you? And it's like, we're really gun owners who the club started because we were really looking for a place. I mean, I'm sure you have been on not all the forums, certainly, but but a lot of the really of more them. conservative yeah. gun forums are not the most happy places politically wise, like they can be a little aggressive. Um, and it started because there were all these gun owners who were like, I'd really like to talk about firearms and guns and like going and having fun and shooting or like, you know, hey, I'm rebuilding a Mauser. What do I do without yeah. kind of the toxic politics? I mean, like I can give you an example of the toxic politics. And this was it shot. I won't mention the company's booth that this happened at, but this was a main floor company. We were at the booth talking with some of the employees because we were having an event very close to their headquarters. And we had been talking with a couple of them and they're like, oh, can you come up and give us the details? We'd like to come out, we'd like to see you. So we're there, my husband who you met, um, who's also part of the club and I were talking to a different employee and he said, oh, what are you guys here talking about? We're like, oh yeah, we're the liberal gun club. We're going, we're having a shoot, you know, near you guys, let us know if you wanna come. And he says, you're, you're having a, a liberal gun shoot. What are you going to do? Shoot the liberals? <laughs> and we were like, no, 
no and that's not funny and it was just kind of like we yeah, looked at the guy and you saw the manager like the guy who was in charge just go like, see, oh. and i laugh at that because that's that's what yeah. happens right you hear right i mean i i live i live in montana yeah montana is very much about gun rights yeah um there are liberals and conservatives there's libertarian there there's every every gamut of the political spectrum here but most of them agree that hey we're going to go out into the woods and we're going to shoot targets or go hunting or right. um, three gun or ipsic or you know sporting you name you name what you can do with a gun they're they're about it here yeah and we get into these silos that sometimes we just can't think outside of that Oh, you're a gun person. You're a conservative. Well, no. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've had some other people on the podcast that they're gun advocates. They're very strong gun advocates, and they go, you know, for this issue, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very conservative, but socially, I'm kind of liberal. Right. And it's so right. weird because we know that person, that per person's persona as. I'm a gun rights activist, and we automatically assume that's a conservative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I could tell you how many people, you know, we met at SHOT Show, and we had the big booth with, like, the giant rainbow unicorn banner and the whole yeah. thing. And, and so you saw the patches. Like, we were, yeah. it was a huge, big thing. And I can't tell you how many people came by the booth and, like, would come up to one of us and be like, I'm so glad you're here because no one knows, but I'm like you guys, like, <laughs> how do I get the information about you? You know, and even in the industry, like people are like, and, and some of these were like recognizable people, you know, like if I said, oh, it was this, you'd be like, oh, really? Like, oh, they work for what company? You know, it was yeah. pretty funny to see that. Like, and, and, you know, it's true. Like, I think a lot of people just get these silos and it's like, no. And, and, but even like our organization in particular, we come at this from a totally different way. Like I've said this to you before. My favorite thing is often in the same day, if I post something about firearms and, and why I have a problem with something that's either come from the left or come from the right about firearms, I will get accused in the same day of being both an NRA shill and getting paid by Soros. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I <laughs> and that's what I, I was saying is, is when, when you when you piss off both sides at the same time right. on the same comment, you know you hit you you struck the right tone, right? Right, right. You know, I mean, it's 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 funny though because people just they're so locked into you must be this, and it's like no, I'm not either yeah. one of those. But interestingly, like I would say, you know, for me, like I don't particularly think my view on gun rights is particularly conservative. To be honest, I think that my view on gun rights is pretty consistent with a more liberal ideology. I mean, my feeling is that, you know, constitutional rights are for everybody. And, and I mean, like, I'm not a strict constructionist in any way, but that doesn't mean that I think we should be banning ARs. Like, I think there's things we need to be doing to help societal issues. And if we looked at those from a liberal viewpoint and implemented really some fairly liberal policy, we'd do better keeping our gun rights because they would solve. So what we talk about is root cause mitigation, right? Yeah. How do you solve the underlying problems? Because gun violence is a term, but really it's violence, right? It's a community ill. So how do we solve what's happening? And 
you know, one of the things I talk about a lot, and, and I just had this talk this weekend with some friends of ours, and, and she's a teacher. Um, so we were talking about it kind of from an education viewpoint and really talking about shootings in schools, not mass shootings, but shootings in schools, which are, are actually a different issue, right? Like there's suicide problems, um, particular target violence problems, mass shootings, like all of these are, are school shootings. And, you know, one of the solutions to that that we've talked about is we know that one of the things we could do to help solve that problem is fund school counselors. Like we need more counselors in schools for kids. That's a very liberal solution to this. That is in no way like a political, conservative, political ideology, but it solves the problem. You know, it no. solves the issue. And so to us, that's how we look at this is how do you take it? And to me, but if you do that, if you say, hey, we have these issues, right? We have these things that we can do to solve it. If you're solving that problem, suddenly there's no call to ban AR-15s or take gun rights or whatever, because you've solved the problem that's causing people to say, hey, my children aren't safe. Because that's the problem, right? People don't, they're, they're not mad at the gun. No. They're mad that they feel like their children aren't safe. And they're being told from one side, you guys are idiots and you're terrible and you're horrible people. And, you know, like, you know, that, that yeah. you don't know anything you're talking about and you're horrible. And on the other side, you're being told, hey, look, the only solution to keep your children safe is to ban an AR-15, which is like objectively not true. Right. It's just a money grab. It's, it so is. For, for, real quick, for those for those yeah. that are watching on uh, the video platforms, I brought up the Liberal Gun Club's Web page here. And under about us under root cause mitigation, this is exactly what Lara is talking about. You lay out, you know, suicide, homicide. You're, you're talking about the statistics, and as you go down the page, you, I mean, you have all the different root causes: right. who dies by suicide, who who you know who attempts homicides. Going all the way down at the bottom is what she's talking about with the mass the mass shootings, the mass killings, and. These are some of the best uh, arguments that I've seen that have been in writing, right? I mean, it's right there. I, I yeah. love how you, you guys say it's root cause. Let's get to the root of the problem. Something that all people in the 2A community is like, it's not the gun. There, there's right. an underlying problem. And that's why I love that you're talking about this. And I love that this whole page just off the web page is amazing information right there. Yeah, and, and for us, like a lot of people like, and so what I get from the left, you know, a lot is, oh, well, you're just doing nothing. You just want to keep your guns. And it's like, look, if I could give up my AR-15 tomorrow and it would keep all the kids in America safe from gun violence, I would do that. I have a 14-year-old. I would absolutely do it if it was going to work, if that was the solution. And frankly, nearly every gun owner I know would be like, oh my God, that's going to work. That's going to keep every one of our kids safe. We do it. Like our kids are more important than our guns, period. Like that, but that's not true. That's not what's going to yeah. keep the kids safe. And so, and it's like, really my feeling is, and, and I tell a lot of my friends this, like I'm as mad as you are because I actually think the politicians on the left are just as much doing nothing as the politicians on the right. And maybe more. Yes. You know, it's and like, that, and that's the whole I'm, thing. Yeah. That, that's a whole thing about it is 
my I have a very I'm very hard on politicians. I, I admit it. Um, politicians on the left and politicians on the right. Right. They do the exact same thing. Yeah. Nothing. 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 They they'll they'll spin up. You know, the left will spin up people. The right will spin up people, and then yeah, you know, everybody's mad about something. Right. And then I'm I'm arguing. You know, they want me arguing with you not me arguing with them. Right. Right. And, and so, nothing happens. And nothing happens. And like, I can give you an even better example. So I go talk to politicians pretty regularly and I go talk to my politicians because I feel like my local politicians, you know, my state reps, my state senators, they should know that they represent me, but who I am and what I do. And, and one of the things we offer to politicians, frankly, on both sides of the aisle is technical knowledge because a lot of politicians, if they're not gun people, they don't really want to call the NRA, especially with kind of the disarray that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, they don't really know anybody else to call. They're not gun people. Like, they're not going to, they don't know who Gallen Gottlieb is. You know, I mean, I might know Alan, you might know him, but they're politicians. They don't, you know, he's a lawyer, like, yeah. he's a law guy. They don't know Alan. Yeah. You know, they don't know, they don't know Diana. They don't know all these people that we know in the industry. And so we say, hey, if you have a gun bill come up and you don't understand some of the terminology or you think this sounds really weird, you can call us and we'll talk you through like, what's a we, bullet? Not, we'll come to your office. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we'll talk you through like, what, what does it mean? What is like, what's the spring in a magazine do? Like, I'll bring a yeah. magazine to your office and I can show you how it works without any ammo. You know, like, so you know what we're talking about. Like, what does it mean to pin a magazine? Oh, I can show you. I'll bring you one. You know, yeah. so we offer that. And I went and my, I'm in California, but I'm in a very strange state Senate district in California. It's like this really weird, big district that encompasses part of Sacramento. And then it goes way out into the valley. Um, and so my, although my rep is a Dem, my state senator is a Republican. So I went and met with him. His office is like five miles from the house. Not a gun guy. Knew <laughs> yeah. nothing about gun politics and was just like, well, I know I should vote against this stuff. And I'm like, oh, but, here's why. But why? So, yeah, but why? Yeah. You're missing the why. You're yeah. missing the why. And he's a very nice guy, but not a gun guy. Doesn't hunt. Not like just not his issue at all. And and he and I had a great visit. Really enjoyed meeting with him. Like. I've talked with the, the governor of Nevada. We have our annual, the Liberal Gun Club, we have many thousand members nationwide. We bring like over a hundred shooters to Nevada every year to go shoot. And so I talked with the governor's office about, hey, you know, we're bringing revenue. And, and we actually were having an issue with one thing. And so I wanted to talk with them about that, you know, and, and again, now he's a sheriff, he got it, but he's a red governor of a blue state. You know, he and I probably yeah. had more in common than like Gavin Newsom and I have by yeah. a lot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've seen funny. my you've seen yeah. my opinions of Gavin Newsom. Well, so yeah. yeah, it's it's funny because we, we were talking about that um offline before we yeah. started recording. And um what's so funny for the audience, uh there is a forum uh at the Liberal Gun Club's website, which is the liberalgunclub.com, and I'll have a link down below for everybody. And I was Telling you, Laura, that basically if I took all the branding away and I dropped a conservative into some of these 
forums, you know, some of the, some of the areas of the forum, they would never know that they're in the liberal government. They would think that this is totally a a conservative website. Yeah. And I was laughing because, I, you know, I know that there are there are a lot of conservatives that cannot stand Gavin Newsom. And I was in one of these forums and these people were bashing them even harder than oh. I've seen other forums. They, they, yeah. These are these are liberals who really don't like Gavin Newsom because of his gun stances at all. Well, and not and only then, because of his gun stances. I mean, really, because I mean, like, there's a lot of things I don't like about him. Like, you know, I mean. From a liberal perspective, I don't think he's particularly liberal. I think he's a shill, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. Like I don't. I mean, and and my opinions of him are like not secret. I mean, I've put my opinions on him on Fox News. You've like, even gone on not... Fox News and talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not like this is not this is not <laughs> like any hidden thing. Yeah. Gavin Newsom knows my opinions, and but really, like his gun stuff is terrible because it's 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 just a money grab. I mean, it's just ginning up the base and it's really i mean it's really truly doing nothing it, and it's it that 28th amendment thing and, and i i should have looked at it before i came on but i remember like one of them one of the issues was something like oh we're gonna have i don't know some sort of waiting periods right but they yeah, weren't you... defined. Oh, and it was there was going to be like a new mental health screening i think like there had to be like well, you... And, and there were no definitions. And it was like, so you're not actually, you know, you're not well, actually proposing that was, anything. That was in your view, your interview on yeah. Fox News. You know, they, he, he wants a waiting period, but doesn't define what the waiting period is. We're going to ban assault weapons, but we don't define what an assault weapon is. Right. Um, yeah, we're going to raise the, the age limit to 21 for all guns. I, I mean... It was, uh, you were pointing this stuff out like, hey, this is really, really poorly written. Which yeah. I guess, I guess it doesn't surprise me after all, he's a politician. Most politicians write things very poorly on purpose. Right. But this is like, this was open to way too, too much interpretation. Right. And, and, and the fact that it would even be put out, I mean, it's not real. I mean, it's literally just ginning the base. It's not something that could ever happen. And, and if this is your solution, it's not a solution. It's just yeah. pandering or, or yeah. fundraising. And, you know, both of which are just terrible. And it's like, well, but he's proposing something. But no, he's not. Like, he's really not. Yeah. You know, he's not proposing something. Like, if he were coming out and saying, hey, we want to propose um, funding increases for school counselors of 20% over five years focused on schools that have, you know, whatever criteria that would be proposing something. Hey, we're focusing on, we're going to fund violence interruption in these cities who have this criteria, either population or, or violence rates or whatever. We're going to fund and we're going to create a program that funds this much money over this much time for those cities that's proposing something you know but this was not yeah this was well and, and even in the forum they were talking about it he hasn't announced but he wants to run he wants to run for president yes clearly it's, i mean otherwise he wouldn't be spending so much time in texas and so much time in florida right i mean right. He's, he's for for 
for a California governor, he's spending a lot of time in other states um, talking about issues that it's just like, you know, hey, what? why are you doing this? And everyone can see he right. wants to run. I mean, right. the governor here in Montana, uh, Greg Gianforte, when he ran for Congress, uh, I, I remember talking to my wife going, I can't. I could never vote for this guy because all he wants to be is a politician, right? So, so he went to he went. What? Why would you go to Congress to come back as a governor? That's kind of a step backwards. Like he wants to run for president. Yeah, it's real. You you can start seeing these trends. Yeah. Um, with these politicians, if you pay attention, you you see the underlying reasons why he doesn't care about the Twenty Eighth Amendment. He cares about building a base of voters. Right. Right. And and I think that's true kind of really across the board. Like if you really, I mean, you look at the stuff going on in Florida and Texas. I mean, you can have your personal beliefs that things are wrong. And I am totally fine with that. Like I have had this discussion with people. Well, I don't want my children exposed to that. Great. Don't expose your children to them. But you don't right. get to tell me what I can expose my kid to. Right. And yeah. And I think that's both sides. Right. Like. I don't think I get to tell you you're exposing your kids to this, but but you know what? If you don't want your kids in a public school, I am good with that. Go figure that out. Like, I don't think we can tell you your kids have to go to public school, but I don't think you can tell me that my kids have to be exposed to a particular religion, right? Like, yeah, I'm really pretty absolutist on that stuff. And a lot of that breaks down and both parties get very caught in on if you don't believe this and you don't tell the other side they're wrong and you don't make sure the other side can't do this we're good and it's like no 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 both of those any of that that's where the constitutional violations come in and i think both parties have been really really bad on that and you know i talk to a lot of gun people and a lot of people in the gun world and it's like can we just have politicians that aren't going to trample on some of our rights, like any of our rights? Like, you know, I don't want to have to pick which right is getting trampled on, especially as a woman. Like, you know, I don't I don't want to pick which way my bodily autonomy is getting violated. I don't want to pick like, yeah. which, you know, I mean, I, I talk about this. And, and if you've heard me talk at TRPC, you've heard this. Like, when I was born, women could not get credit without a man signing for them unless they were a widow. Like that was it. Yeah. You couldn't buy a house. You couldn't buy a car. You couldn't get a credit card in your name unless a man signed off. I don't want to go back to that. And so no. that's no. why I'm pretty absolutist on not like suddenly randomly restricting my constitutional rights. It's so funny hearing about this because it's, it's, we, we've grown. And I think that's one of the problems that we have is that we've, we've grown. And we've forgotten where we've come from right. and why we're not there anymore. Right. Right. We've, we've eliminated problems. Does this country have a very dark history? Sure. Every country has a dark history. There yeah. are things that happened that were bad. Right. Just about anybody right now would agree it's bad. We don't have that anymore. Right. We got rid of it. Was it a fight? Absolutely was a fight. Was yeah. it ugly? Was it ugly? Yes, it was. We don't want to go back to those days. We really don't. And this is where we need both sides to talk. Right? right. We don't need right. we don't need this this brick wall between both sides. And right. that's where a lot of things, you know, I, I remember t- 
talking to somebody um, actually, I, I, so it's, it's a little in a, in a micro scale uh, at a homeowners association where it was like, it took 90% of the homeowners to, to approve something. And they wanted to change that to 70%. And I remember voting against it and they're like, well, nothing will ever happen. I go, exactly. That's why I want it. I don't, yeah. everything's fine the way it is. Just, just don't, don't monkey with it. Yeah. And I mean, do we have growth that we could do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't think that we can say, oh, everything's fine. I mean, I think we still have really yeah. marginalized communities. I think we still have real problems we that we need to work through, but I don't think going backwards is a good start. And I no. think that, I think on the left in particular, this idea of, oh, well, you can ban this one right and it's going to solve these problems. That's not how this works. And then, you know, on the right, well, you can ban this one thing and that's going to solve these yeah. problems. No, that's not how this works. Like, you know, we talk about this a lot in the club. It's like, have you looked at how well prohibition worked? Have we looked at how well, like, the war on drugs has gone? Like, yeah, you know, bans don't work. These aren't, they're not solutions. We need actual proactive solutions to things. And now we might come at what are those solutions differently? Like, you know, I personally see a lot of the stuff about, like, school hardening is just, that's also a money grab. Like, there's no, you know, there's no science behind that. Well, so, no. <laughs> you know, I think that we might not agree on on the how, but at least are we looking at solutions? Are we looking at evidence-based solutions? Are we talking about, hey, I think this, maybe we should talk to some stakeholders about this. Like I was talking to my friend who's a teacher. What would help you? Yeah, I need more counselors. Yeah, I need more. I need more funding. Yeah, I need to not be just a mandated reporter but the kids back in my class the next day yeah. you know because they can't get any mental health care like that's a problem or you know I'm a mandated reporter I know this kid is having trauma at home and two weeks later the parent has gone through a parenting class and they're at home suffering more trauma and the kid gets no therapy for the trauma the kid gets no well, help becomes, you know like and, and it becomes a doom loop Right. It's a doom loop. And and all of these things. And like when you really sit down and talk to stakeholders, they have these ideas about like, hey, I care about this. Like I went with Kevin Dixie, um, No Other Choice Firearms. Kevin and I, a few years ago, went to a room where it was stakeholders talking about like how do what violence interruption type things actually work and what are just show. And it was like social workers and guys who had been in jail, who had gone to jail as like teenagers and guys who had been like let out of jail in their forties and police officers and, you know, instructors and people and, and some politicians and like mayors and all kinds of people and teachers and, and all these people going into a room talking about like what works and what doesn't, who have you talked to? And, and, I think more people need to go into rooms like that, like yeah. I, where you're with the people who know. We've lost our ability to communicate. Yeah. We, we, we've lost respect for each other and we've lost our ability to communicate with each other. Yeah. Now, and all, everything starts coming out to be shouting matches. Right. I can shout louder than you. And that's all that happened. That's not communications. That's not going to solve a problem, whether it's, you know, uh, violence in a school or i don't know uh, name anything right, right. It, where we have two opposing ideas 
it used to be, you know, I, I it's funny. I remember I got a, a, a buddy of mine contacted me. Um, he's like, do you, he, he came into the firearms world late. It wasn't that they were, his family was against it. It just wasn't their thing. Right. As an adult, he decided to get in, into firearms and he goes, he goes back, back in the nineties. Do you remember it being this bad? And I'm like, I mean, you had the whole, you know, assault weapons ban thing. That was like the worst thing we had, but <laughs> right. no, this stuff, nah. it wasn't this bad. It, where we're at now is bad. Yeah. Um, and we need to get out of this. We need to stop the shouting. We need to stop, you know, I mean, how many times have we seen on name anything in Congress where it's, well, I propose this. No, we're going to vote that down. It's exactly what you said before. Yeah. Well, now we're going to, we we propose this. Well, wait, that's exactly what I just proposed. You voted down. Yeah, but it's in our words, not yours. Right, right. We, yeah. need, we need to stop this crap. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think the thing that a lot of people, especially in the gun world, um, don't talk about is that if you start focusing on things that aren't the guns and start trying to find the common ground there, it makes it a lot harder to shout about because they're not the fancy like yeah. outrage issues, right? Like if you're yeah. like, okay, fine, we're, I'm just not talking to you about that. It's a non-starter. We're not talking about bans. I don't even want to discuss it feel free to propose it. It's never going anywhere, but, but that's not the conversation we're having today. Today we're talking about suicide prevention for veterans. Who do we talk to about that? What does that look like? Who needs what? Do we need money? Do we need reallocation of resources? Do we need, you know, the department of defense to be doing something differently? Like, what is it we need to do? Those are not like, sexy or maybe, big time or, or maybe we uh, just need to stop launching wars every couple of years every couple of years or maybe we need to not have trade school the only way you go to trade school in an affordable way is through going into the military because not every kid right. should do that right like nothing yeah. wrong with being in the military i am a marine corps spouse like i am not trashing the military at all but like my husband was in during 9 11 like let me tell you we got that call that day to come home like and i was in new york like we, you know, I am, my dad was in the military, my father-in-law, my husband, I am not anti-military, but maybe we need to talk about what is the use of the military? Maybe we need to talk about how do we do this? Like I have a, you know, I have a disabled veteran spouse. Like what do we need to do better for these guys? You know, well, like I, I think those, and those aren't the big divisive issues. They don't talk about it. Yeah. And it's the funny thing is, you know, I never thought, uh, so, you know, um, Sarah Joy Albright. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely love that organization. It, it it's a great organization, but it, it almost and, and Walk the Talk America, another great organization. I love I Mike love and Jake. Yeah, yeah. Love those organizations, but it pisses me off that we need to have those organizations. Right. Um, it's just like my wife when we talk about military issues where. You know, Wounded Warrior and, you know, those those organizations, great organizations, pisses her off that we need to even have those organizations. Right. Those problems should have been taken care of. Right. But they did. Right. But they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, and that's that's where we're, we're getting into this. We need to start talking. What, what do we need? Okay. Right. Well, we need, you know, uh, in, in, you know, um, 
hold my guns with 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 that organization is I have a mental crisis. I have a, I have a family member, or I am in mental crisis. I need to get this out now, right? Right. So we have storage locations that you know that way. Just because you have a mental crisis now, doesn't mean that you know you need to lose your rights later, right? Or now, right? It's let's get let's let's get this out so we can take care of the situation because we know that if I'm in mental crisis and I have a firearm, that that could be a bad situation that's, that's going to turn worse. Okay, great. Let's get this thing out. Let's now let's deal with the problem. No one has lost a right at that point, and when the problem is resolved, we just merge the two back together. Or maybe. Maybe that person just goes, you know, just go ahead and sell those firearms for me. Right. Um, that's where that that is looking at things from a solutions based, you know, right. uh, stance. So, like, there was a woman running in San Diego, I think, for city council when I was there, and she was she was doing like on the street politicking, like door knocking, and and she was literally the Moms Demand Action candidate. And I said, hey, this is who I am. Let's talk. What do you know about? And, and one of the things that was going on in San Diego at the time was a safe storage um, that they wanted to pass a new safe storage law that was really like the one they had drafted at the time was terrible. They, they drafted another one and passed another one that's still problematic, but it was not this first one that was just bonkers. Like it was really like you had to have these, if you didn't have a $500 safe, you couldn't have a gun. And it was like, and so I started talking to her about how that was drafted. And I was like, so you realize that you're telling the single mom in a bad neighborhood she can't have a firearm because she can't afford the only storage that you're proposing. And she was like, Wait, yeah. what? And I was like, and... Yeah, she didn't, think it, she didn't think about that. She didn't think about it. And I was like, and you guys are... I'm like, oh yeah, your organization thought this proposition was great. Do you understand what you've done about mental health crises and guns in California? And she's like, no, what? I said... There's a whole class of firearms that if I have a mental health crisis, I can't even ask my husband to change the code. So we have a, a combination safe, right? Mm -hmm. I can't ask my husband to change the code on the safe because I'm now having a mental health crisis and I don't want access to my firearms because now we're both felons because I've technically transferred that firearm. Like, yeah. that's a problem, right? Like, we need to fix those things. That is not helpful because you're going to get people who are like, forget it, I'm out. You know, none of this makes any sense. And, and I started talking to her about this stuff. She had no idea. She had no idea. And, and the intentions were good. Hey, we want to keep guns from kids. Yeah, good. I'm down with that. But that's not what you're doing, right? Like no. what yeah. you've written doesn't do, by the way, what you've written doesn't do that. And it like penalizes all these people. Oh, okay. We had this great conversation and sure enough, that one got pulled and something new got introduced. You know, and, okay. and we've had luck like that when, I mean, not this last round, but a few years ago, the first time Oregon had those really draconian set of laws come up, like what, four yeah. years ago now? Yeah. We had members go in and talk to lawmakers and be like, no, this is terrible and get them changed. We actually killed a couple of bills in Virginia last year that were done because we can go in from the left and be like, hey, look, we like support you and everything else, but here's who but, you're harming with this. But, yeah. but here's but, why this doesn't work. 
here's why you need to rework this. And, and you get a lot, I mean, we might not be able to stop everything, but I'll tell you like a lot of times now the the place we haven't had luck is Washington. Like that is just, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. That's... And, and, and I will tell you that most, I know lots of non gun owning Democrats in Washington who are very frustrated with that set of laws that went through because they feel like it's just a waste of their tax money. Yeah. You know, they're like, really, we're going to have to fight about this. Like, couldn't you have done better? And, and I have a lot of friends who reach out to me and are like, is this stuff like dumb? Yes, this stuff is dumb. Here's why. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the thing is they, they you know, uh, we'll use Washington. They launched really bad gun laws, right? Oh, that well, are, that are, they're going to be tied up in the court system for years. 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 And probably, and, gonna, be... and probably be overturned. Yeah. What has happened during that time? You know, they right. lawyers got rich <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. You know, they, they, there's a lot of lawyers that got rich off of this, and that's all that happened. Right. Uh, a lot of people got mad. Um, it's going to create even more of a rift between those that consider themselves liberal and those that consider themselves conservative, but yet we still meet in the middle. Right. There's going to be a rift because someone's going to go, you know, they're going to be, you're the reason why this problem. I'm fighting for that right. <laughs> I'm fighting for your right. But yet you're going to lump me into right. this small group that says no. Right. Um, and it's it's interesting, right? It's really interesting to to see. And and what's really interesting is I I, I look at this and I look at like all the laws, like what I know, you know, this is my specialty area. I know, I know constitutional law. I know gun rights it makes me really wonder like all this other stuff, like how bad is the rest of this stuff? That's not my expertise area. Right. Like yeah. it makes me want to call up people like on, especially in California, like we have a lot of, um, you know, the petroleum industry here is really big. And we know we have a lot of stuff that gets written that favors that industry. And it's like, how bad is this law? Like what is this actually yeah. doing for the people? Because right California has what an eighth of the U.S. population. Our issues are not the issues in Montana. Like they're yeah. just not. You know, locally well, when and you yeah, know there, there there might be something that crosses over, but it's you're right. talking about two completely different geographically diverse environments, right? With different yeah you know, and different social issues, right? And and different like different environmental issues. I mean, when you just have this many people in an area, our environmental issues aren't the same thing, but like, we don't have like Montana has mining in a different way that we don't have. And you guys like, I did a case many, many years ago that had to do with pollution from mining into streams. I mean, we have that pollution that comes from population. Like what, I mean, my husband and I were literally just looking at a piece of property up in the mountains and went, can't buy that because when the highway was constructed, the runoff from the highway runs down through that property. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. like that, that piece of property is out, like it's polluted and it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Right. So like we might, that might be a similar problem that we have, but you know, like, and so it's interesting, like, like there's these local issues, but it does make me think like, how bad are those laws? Is this law that's written because it might make sense in Rhode Island? Does it make sense in California and Montana? It might make yeah. sense in California. Does it make sense in, there are all these different things that I look at and think, yeah, God, it's just got to be a lot of this has but, to be as bad as I think. 
for for me, you know, I I actually I grew up as a kid in Philly, so I grew up just outside of Philly. Yeah, we always went to I always went to the mountains. Mountains was always my thing. So as an adult, right. my wife and I we moved to Montana. You know, I remember as a kid, you know, we used to go tour the coal mines. You know, that's was our class right. trips, the old coal mines, right? And you know, growing up and and being outdoors in the Poconos in Montana, I remember strip mines. I remember the yeah. old coal strip mines that are left behind, just devastated in an environment. Come here, to, you know, you come here to Montana, you learn about mining. Mining's a big thing here. Yeah. But like for my house here, we're nowhere near a mine. There's there's no mining anywhere near us. Uh, we're in the valley here in Helena. There, which was an old mining town, but there's this thing called arsenic and it's in our water. Right. 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 And those are just things, you know, it, we, it, it's so funny. We get people that move here. They don't even know to ask about the water they're drinking. Right. Um, and right. then we get, well, it's, it's within federal allowed limits. Yeah. But that's still not good for me. Right. Right. But that's still not enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is that I, it, it, it's okay as long as it's when within federally allowed limits. Um, you know, I used I used to work for a company early in my I, I, in IT. I've been in IT over over twenty five years. Uh, this company used to make solar panels. It was a green company, right? We're gonna we're, we're making green energy. I remember being on the roof, and the roof was like glass up there, right? Because one of the things they sprayed on the panels or on the tiles was titanium dioxide. It was an anti-reflective because you don't want the sun to reflect off it. You want to, the, the energy to absorb it. Right, right. So I'm like, where is all this? And they're like, well, it's titanium dioxide. I'm like, isn't that like bad? I'm like, well, we're within federally allowed limits. I'm like, oh, so we're a green company as long as we're within federally allowed limits. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Um, I mean... You there's know, these little things that we don't think about. Yeah. Like, there is a reason that Tesla put the battery plant in Nevada and not California, and it's because they couldn't get in the California limits. Oh. You know? It's um, it's interesting, right? It's like, and we look okay. at these and we think, like, environmental issues are a whole thing. And, and, you know, like, that's another thing that, like, when you talk to people on the left, they have no idea how involved hunters are in the environmental movement. Like... Hunters care, like yeah, they, you know, and yeah, they want know, they want they want they want a clean environment for their their protein to feed on, right. so they don't poison themselves. Right, uh, fisher, you know, people who fish same way. They want clean streams because they want to make sure that yeah. you know the the protein that they're harvesting is 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 still good for them. Yeah, it, it it's so funny that. You know, a lot of the stuff, you know, comes over, you know, boils over into other things. Like, I uh, one day I, I shoot in a national forest. Yeah. I got so pissed off when I went up shooting one time that I pulled my camera out and I'm walking around going, "Hey, look, I'm up here trying to shoot." And look, if you're going to go out and enjoy the public land, enjoy it responsibly. And then I'm showing, as I'm showing around, someone took a flat screen TV and shot it up and left all the crap behind. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like, like, don't do this. That, this is 
this is irresponsible, right? And and I yeah. think that people don't realize, like, people on the left are like, oh, well, you know, the gun owners, are, and it's like, no, like, you should talk to the hunters here. Like, you should talk to people. People yeah. care about these things. And, 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 you know, it's like a lot of people here talk about the lead bullet bans, and it's like, yeah, well, but we're in a situation where we have so many people that certain places in California, that makes sense. Like I shoot at a trap range that shoots, you shoot the clay over the San Francisco Bay. Like oh. it's the most beautiful place in the world, but we have to use steel shot and biodegradable wads because people go duck hunting in blinds, like literally right next to this, you know, it's like yeah. you, and nobody complains about it. Everybody's like, yeah, well, I might not use my shotgun with this barrel for this range. But everybody's like, yeah, of course we're using steel shot here. We're not sending tens of thousands of plots yeah. of lead into here. Of course we're not doing that. Like, you know, yeah. there's times, That's... I mean, it's, you know, it's interesting, right? Like everybody's like, oh, it's all this. And it's like, no, 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 it's not all that. Like, sometimes this makes sense. Sometimes it might not, you know, does it matter if you're hunting on your own land and you're doing this type? Well, you know, you decide what you want to eat, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, you know, I, I think about the, the ranges that I shoot at here every so many years, especially the, the trap club that's literally in the middle of the valley here. Yeah. They will shut, they shut down every so many years to mine the lead shot right. that was out there yeah. to clean up the, you know, to clean up the environment again. And then <laughs> as, as a side piece is, you know, that lead shot's not all that great because, you know, some of it's a little dinged up. They, Regraphite it and sell it as used shot. <laughs> yeah. can shoot it again. Right, right, and and or you know it goes in and it gets re like the the ranges here, especially the indoor ranges. There's some company that comes in and pulls out all the stuff. Like I don't know, I think you do it every two years or something like that. I don't remember, but it's it's some period of time. You have to go in and you have to get your backstop taken out. Yep. And that company takes that lead and it gets separated out and it gets recycled. It goes yeah. back yeah. and gets reused. And I don't, the yeah, shot you itself. You can separate the lead. It, you, yeah. If it's shotgun, it's lead or steel or bismuth, whatever it is. Right. And then you also have, um, for, for pistols and rifles, you have the lead and, and copper that, yeah. or the copper. Yeah. It's, it's and, whole. Yeah, it all gets all redone. Recycle this. Yeah. And people are like, wait, it gets recycled. And we're like, yeah, and let's talk about reloading and how that works. And be like, yeah. wait, what? You know, and and yeah. it's really funny because you you talk to people, and I think that there's just this whole idea that people have no idea what's going on, like in this industry where people are like, yeah, no, we care about that. I care about that. Like, no, I don't want this stream polluted. That's where I go hiking and camping, and that's when I'm out and I've shot, you know, large game. I need that stream to be clean because it's how I'm cleaning the meat before I take it back. You know, like yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, and I think a lot of people don't have any knowledge about that, and especially on the left. And then on the right, you know, you have people going, but these are terrible ideas and this is socialism. It's like, no, this is like healthy societies. Like, you know, this is what society is about. Like, we need to make sure parts of society are healthy. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. mental health care, I, I get the concern. But, you know, this is another thing. Like, so you're going to say that, um, you have to have a mental health component to being allowed to shoot. Well, who gets to set what that is? Like, I don't want the politicians to set that at all. 
Like, I right. want that to be a really high bar that requires multiple doctors saying this is what's going on. Yeah, because you know. I mean, that's the whole thing of, you know, I used to be, uh, I used to be an FFL. So I used to be a gun yeah. dealer. And, um, you know, people are filling out their 4473. And one of the questions is, is, you know, basically a mental health question. And, you know, have you been adjudicated mentally defective by a, by a judge? Right. At least that's what it said back then. I don't know what it says now because probably about three or four different changes since then. And it's something like and, that or been involuntarily committed. I think it's, yeah. Or, yeah. 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 So it, it's one of those things of, I get, you know, I, I would get these, the people like, well, you know, my wife would think differently. I'm like, you know, it's kind of funny, but it's just like, you, it gets you thinking about that question of, you want that bar to be set super high. Right. You don't want someone just to go, oh, he's crazy. He can't have a gun. Yeah. Well, well I mean, what if what if that person is mad that you put a fence up? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, look at like, you know, I don't know if you've talked to the people at Operation Blazing Sword and Pink Pistols, but they're really worried that, especially in Florida, that they're going to be told they can't have firearms because they're LGBTQ. Like, you're mentally defective. You can't have a firearm. I have a serious problem with that. I don't care if you have some religious idea about that. You don't get to decide that for my constitutional rights. Sorry. That is like, it's funny. It's funny. I've talked to some people in, that are in Florida. Yeah. That they're con they're concerned about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, there there's a lot of things going on there where they're having property defacement and things like that because yeah. because of that. And it's one of those things of you know every group. Look, I, I, I'm gonna sorry for everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a you're going to use a word here. Every group, no matter who you are, has assholes. Right. Period. Yeah. Right? We don't judge an entire group by that small population. Right. Right? Um, and taking out frustrations or anger or whatever it is on a group because of this, that's not fair. Right. I don't care who you are. You have a right to protect yourself period a firearm in the right hands with proper training is an effective tool right right it without without training without you know understanding what's going on without educating yourself without working with the tool it's not in it's not in very good hands it's not in very yeah. capable hands yeah um you know, so I don't care who you are. You have a right to protect yourself. Yeah. You, that's going back to what you were talking about in the, almost an hour ago. It's a right. Everybody has a, has access to this right, to yeah. these rights. You can't say, you know, when, when you start going into the whole thing of, well, everybody, everybody can have guns. Well, except for these people right I, I i have a problem you what is wrong with those people that you think that they should not have a firearm yeah if I, they're ha if they have a severe mental handicap i get it right that's but i, I, I don't i where where is that line like yeah. i mean you i know, mean autism okay yeah uh or 
is it just because they put a wig on? That's yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, and, I bet you if I we dug into enough politicians, we'd find some deviant behavior in any politician. Yeah, but but also like you don't get to say, well, I don't like who you love, so I don't. You can't have a firearm. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine yeah. like going back to like pre-loving? You know the the yeah. Loving versus Virginia case. I mean, you could literally say, well, you're a, a multiracial couple, so you can't have firearms. I mean, can and there are plenty of people in the firearms world on a very small spectrum, but in a very tight part of that group that would say that. And it's like, that's not okay. You know, I mean, not and that's not the firearms industry writ large or even firearms owners writ large, no. but there is a subgroup a and and a real one that would say that and you're like, no, I have a problem with you. I have as much of a problem with you as I have with Gavin Newsom saying the 28th Amendment. Yeah. I think you're both wrong. I think you're both doing the same thing, right? Yeah. Like, I think all you're trying to do is deprive a group of a right. And yes. I have I, an issue with that. I have, I have a very big issue when, when any right is trampled on. I have yeah. an issue with that. Now, yeah. there, are cer- there are certain rights that are very, you know, uh, that are closer to me than others. Right. Uh, being a content creator, First Amendment is very, very uh, a right that I carry closely. I am a first, you know, I use my First Amendment because of my Second Amendment, right? You know, we those go Fourth Amendment stuff. Like, there are other rights that I just let's just face it, I don't care that much about because they're not, they don't directly affect me, but they might affect right. someone else, and I have no problem with people exercising that right. Yeah. No exercise, you know, whether someone chooses to exercise a right or not, that is their decision. But it's Correct. not right. their decision to deny a right to someone else. Right. That's that's exactly it. It's like you can decide, but the whole point is what's the government doing, not what you get to decide. And I think a lot of people yeah. on both sides miss that line, right? Like yep. we talk about this a lot in the context of a First Amendment. The government doesn't get to say what your speech is. And you might get to say something stupid, but that doesn't mean there's no consequences. You, You might, the government can't keep you from saying it, but that doesn't mean that you don't get fired from your job if it's not a government job. It doesn't mean that an organization can say, no, we're excluding you. It doesn't mean that like, you know, there's all these things that aren't the First Amendment that people are like, well, you're trampling on my rights. No, 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 no. That's yeah. not how that works, right? And so I think people get really, and people like legitimately don't understand that line. And so I think that happens with the Second Amendment too. And, you know, I have to say, I think the way the amendment's written, there are, it is reasonable to argue, what did it mean? What's that? But I think, you know, the thing I say to people is like, well, these are what the court decisions say. So right now, this is what it means. And so you cannot like that. I mean, like I have, I know plenty of liberals, of Democrats who are like, no, I want to repeal the second amendment. Okay, good luck with that. That's not happening. But so, and and what I say to them is- Get 36 states to approve that. (laughs) and, And what I say to all of them is, all right, which right are you giving up? Because I promise you that there are some states who would say, great. We'll give up the second amendment if you give up the fourth. If you give up parts of the first, fine. We will give up 
we give up the Second Amendment, but freedom of religion gets stripped out. But the Fourth Amendment's right, search and seizure gets stripped out. But whatever, the Fifth Amendment right goes. There are people who would do that and who would say, yes, we'll trade that. Pick which one you're going to trade. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the only way that's happening. And they all kind of go, oh, my God. No, that's not what would happen. Yes, that's exactly what would happen. You might not like it, but it's there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You have, to, you have to function in the world that we've got, and you have to function in the world that is what it is, and let's kind of work with that. Yeah. I, I totally agree, because that's that's the whole thing is once you it, – it, it, it's it, – they're dominoes, right? Once right. they start to fall, once you lose a right, yeah, it's almost impossible to get it back, if not impossible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – I frankly think the gun world should be a lot more concerned about the recent set of Supreme Court decisions than they are, because well, you might like <laughs> them right now, but the way those are written, that's going to be bad. There's, it's, it's, it, everything is a two-edged sword, right? Right. Whatever, right. whatever, whatever, whatever battle you won now might be a loss later. Yeah. You might've won that battle, but seriously lost that war. Like, yeah. I talk about that a lot with people too. I'm like, oh no, this is bad. Like we do not want the standard the way it's written right now. This is not yeah. a good thing. Well, and that's it, what cracks me up. Like um, here in Montana, there was 108 or 109 um, amendments to the state constitution. Right. And, and there was a push. It, it's been pushed for, gosh, I think the past eight years. We need to have a new. We need to have a have a constitutional convention to rewrite the. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I do not. I don't want you guys monkeying with that. Like, nope. but there's a hundred and you know eight or hundred and nine amendments. That means the constitution's wrong. No, we just happen to have fixed it along the way. Right. If we go, if we go through rewriting this, oh no, what's we could we could lose a lot of stuff. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. Like. What's what are the trade offs going to be? I think people don't think about like that's how that's what happens, right? Like that's yep. going to be the problem. And so I think it's it's interesting, like especially being in the industry and being part of the gun world. Like I think people see it as this very monolithic thing with like these are the rights I'm protecting and this is how I want to do it. And it's like, mm, have you really thought about what that means? Yeah. You know, and, and you kind that, of yeah. have you thought that through? And then on the other side, you know, the well, if we just ban this, everything is going to be perfect. We've done that and it didn't work. Well, but, you know, like, have you really thought that through? So it's it's fun. It's fun to be like a person in the middle who says, let's talk about the actual solutions. Let's talk about, you know, like, and, and you know, I tell people all the time, like, I want to hear your real solutions and I want to hear why you think this is going to work. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. it you think? But if you come at me with this is the solution because it's my feeling about it it's my emotion about it it's my like it's my belief we're not going anywhere yeah like yeah yeah well, and you know and that's spoken like a true gun person right you know right. to a advocate because that's the one thing that we hear about with you know we're gonna ban we're gonna ban assault weapons why because of this mass shooting and okay so you have a feeling because of your feelings, yeah. we're going to infringe on a right. And that is, it, it, it's so funny that no matter where you come from this, this angle, right. it all comes down to fighting for this right. It's the same thing. 
We yeah. can't, we got to remove, and it's on both sides. We right, need for to sure. remove the emotions. Yeah. And then get down to the actual facts. And then that's what we need to I, argue, not an emotion. Right. And, and on kind of on the gun side, oh, I don't want any, I don't want any requirements. Like, I don't think we should fund mental health care and have like requirements about that. Why? Well, I feel like that could lead to me losing my guns. Well, but that's not what this law is about at all. Like, have you yeah. looked at this? Like, that's fine. But, you know, what about this actual problem? You know, like you feel that way, but is that a real thing? No. Well, okay. Let's I, talk I look about at it. this way. You're a human. Wouldn't you yeah. want another human to get help when they need it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, we've been rolling it just over an hour here. Yeah. And so it's been a great, it's, it's funny. I don't even think it's been an hour. It just, it just kind of went right by. Um, before we wrap up, I always wrap up with a speed round and a thinking question. But before we get to that, where can people learn more about the Liberal Gun Club? It's theliberalgunclub.com. And we're on Facebook and Insta as well with the Liberal Gun Club. Um, so you can look at our socials. You can look at our, the, the website's really the place that has a lot of content. Um, the About Us page is a great place to start. We have training. We have events. Um, our membership's really inexpensive. It's like it starts at $10 a year. Uh, we're all over the yeah, country. It's, it's it's pretty it's pretty inexpensive to get into the Liberal Gun Club. I was looking at that earlier today. Yeah, yeah, it's really inexpensive, and and being a member, you get we have some discounts um, from industry partners. We have um, you can get in. You don't have to be a member to get training. By the way, if you have family members who say, "Hey, I want training," but I'm worried about going to an NRA trainer because of politics. Because you know, I mean, look at what just happened in San Diego. That was a gun range I shot at. That's a yeah. thing. Like I had to call a lawyer and go, um, did my information just get put out? Like, that's a problem. You know, yeah. if you have family members who are concerned and are like, oh, I want to shoot with somebody like, you know, or, or if you have a family member who's like, I, you know, I just want to learn how to unload a gun. We teach that class. Like, well, no life fire at all. Free training right online or right on the webpage. We have right on the webpage. Our YouTube channel has tons of free training. Like, if you want to just come see what we're about, you can look at the Liberal Gun Club on YouTube. Like we have all kinds of information out there um, and we have really fun events like we, you know, especially in California, we have a national organization and then we have state organizations in most states, not all, but most states. And, and if we don't have one in your state, talk to us about it. Like we're happy to talk to you and, and we'll find you somebody or find events. And, and we'd love to have people come out and shoot with us and talk with us. And yeah, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a great group of people and it's, really as as i was joking about in one interview i did i said you know you're just as likely to shoot a gatling gun as a glock at our events yes <laughs> you see i love that that that's that's so much that that it really is because you know hanging i've hang, I, I hung out with you and i hung out with your group out at the booth yeah um it's so funny is you know i remember stopping by the booth going okay I'll, you know I'll, I'll stop by 15 minutes and then like an hour and a half later i'm still in your booth you know talking to everybody yeah. It was just so relaxed because it, it, at first it's like, this is a little weird. Okay. There's some rainbow unicorns and stuff like that. Oh, by the way, can I have one of those? It's kind of, kind of actually yeah. a cool patch. They gave me a patch. We swapped patches in the, in the booth and, um, and you get to, you get talking to, to everybody and you're like, you're a gun person. Yeah. Yeah. Real that, gun people. You're a gun person. You're, you're one of me. Yeah. Yeah. Real gun people. I mean, like, you know, we're the, 
if you know how many guns you have, you probably don't have enough. But like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it is, it's that family, you know, it's, it's so it's fun. Well, and it's a really good group. It's a good, interesting, fun group, but real gun people. Um, yeah. So so come check out the organization. We'd love to have you come check us out. And and people can reach me. I'm Lara at the liberal gun You know, people can email me all the time. I'm, I'm happy to chat with people. And for everybody either watching or listening, depending on how you get this podcast, we will have the links down below in the description. So that way you can get right there. And that way, if you're listening to this, going home or going to work, don't stop and try to type in your phone. Just come back, click on the link in the description, and we'll get you right over to them. Lara, thank you so much for, for you know joining me today because it took us a while to get this one scheduled, but I'm so glad that we did. And yeah, what's funny I am is too. This one's going to launch... Uh, you know, we're recording this Monday. It's going to launch on Sunday, right before the 4th of July. So what better way to go right into the 4th of July holiday right. with talking about guns, right? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and freedoms and constitutional rights. I mean, that's really right. That's the weekend. That's really so. what it is. It just, it just, this podcast just worked out perfect, even though it just it took us forever to get this thing scheduled. Yeah. Now, yeah. And I, I appreciate the patience. I, I appreciate your patience too, because we both is like, what about this? Well, I'm busy here. It just kind of went back and forth. And then, and then there was like a month that there was like a month that neither one of us talked to. It was like, wait, was I waiting on you or are you waiting on me? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so just to loosen things up, uh, I, like I said before, we start. Uh, we'll finish up with a speed round. It's going to be four this or that questions. And by the way, speed rounds sometimes add 20, 20 minutes to the uh, podcast and sometimes they're not really all that fast. And then one final question, which will be a thinking question. Okay. So for your first question, nine millimeter or 45? Nine millimeter. Earplugs or earmuffs? Oh, it depends on what I'm shooting. Um... <laughs> uh, you see, this is where, this is, this is, this is the classic you know, hearing protection thing. It depends on what I'm shooting and where I'm shooting it at. Yeah, for sure. Like, what am I doing? You know, earmuffs in an indoor range, possibly with extra hearing protection underneath it. With yeah. some earplugs yeah. inside, yeah. And yeah. Earplugs inside that, definitely. But, you know, electronic ears on the shotgun range so that my shotgun is seating properly. Yeah, for sure. No earmuffs there. Awesome. Yeah. So, and like, if you're at the at, uh, range day at SHOT Show and you're at the long range side, Definitely earplugs with earmuffs because it gets loud under there with all those big bore guns. Really loud, yeah. And you're gonna yeah. get a you, you'll get a headache underneath. Yeah, yeah. Uh, electronic electronic earmuffs for sure. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's see here. Bolt action or lever action? Oh, bolt action. More reliable. More reliable. Okay. AR-15 or AK-47? AR-15. Had both. Um, really, the, we actually ended up selling the AK. Weren't using it as much. Not as much fun. I mean, it's fine, but it it is what it is. Like the so, AR is. I, so I like to say, happen. I like to say the AK is kind of the AK is kind of like the Glock, right? It's kind of the. It's yeah. it's always going to run. It's going to great. It's not sexy. It doesn't. You know, it, it's not going to light any fires, but it'll it'll get the job done. But yeah, I I. I I have AKs, I have ARs, and I, I like, I love my ARs. Yeah, I, um, you know, I mean, we just ended up getting rid of it. It just wasn't like it was fine. It wasn't fun. 
And yeah. I just, feel like my, just my AR, and, and yeah. I, I mean, also, I should say, I live in California. Everybody kind of knows that already. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about why we don't ban assault weapons? Because let me tell you how many ARs I've bought since the assault weapons ban went into <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's just like, oh, I just put a different paddle on it. And yeah, okay, I can't have a flash buzzer, whatever. You know, like, okay. Yeah. I still have the gun. It still does the same thing, you know? So, yeah. you know, it's it's well, kind of funny. It's so funny because you go through the forums and it's like, okay, it's the Liberal Gun Club. And then there's like pictures of ARs out there on the forums. Like, wow, this is just not what I was expecting. I was expecting like, you know, like Hello Kitty or something, you know? Oh, yeah. No, no. We have, we actually had a a company do a custom run of lowers for us with our logo on them. I saw that. That is, that is so cool. Yeah. You had the, it was on the right hand side of the lower, I think. Yeah, it's on the right-hand side of the lower. Well, actually, no, it's on both sides. One side has the slogan, one side has the every single civil right, and one side has the actual logo. The left side has the actual logo. Yeah, it's cool. That is, that is, is, what's going through my head is, how many places can you hear that that a liberal organization has an AR lower? Yeah. Only, Only at the liberal gun club. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. We definitely like, and I would say probably not everybody in our organization, but a lot of us are like, no, AR-15. They're, you know, they're, somebody asked me, so what do you think of AR-15s? And it was like, oh, I think they're great guns. I have several. (laughs) (laughs) They're going, hmm, that's not what I was expecting. That's not what I was going to think. Yeah, okay, you know. So for your thinking question, I'm going to take you to the world's largest warehouse. Inside this warehouse has every gun that has ever existed, whether it was a prototype or a production gun, if it has ever shot a projectile. I mean, we're talking all the way up to like 155 howitzers or a deck gun off a battleship. It's in this warehouse. And you can have one. I'm just going to give you one. What, what are you walking out with? Oh, I don't, you know, I know exactly what I would get. I would get there. You can still get them. There's a couple of different makes of them, but there were these really, there was this great set of handguns in the fifties. And I would not be picky about which one that were like super atomic age looking like 22s. And there's a couple you can still get. And they had like the fake light handles and the yeah. very like, they almost look like like the Jetsons type thing. One of those. <laughs> cool. That's yeah. that's awesome. Because it, it, it's so funny because most people are like, um, believe it or not, two people on the podcast have picked the GAL-8, which is the Gatling gun that goes on the, um, yeah. the, A-10, the A-10 Warthog, all the way down to... Um, you know, the, their childhood gun that they've, that they've, there's been long lost. And it's so fun to, to hear something like that. That's that, that 50s, that, that atomic age thing. Cause you don't think when you said that, I'm like sitting there going, oh crap. I, I remember seeing those before. They, they you yeah. just don't see it. And it would just be so funky. Can you imagine the looks you would get showing up at a gun range with one of those? Right. right. Like, and oh, what by is the way, that? I would. I would shoot it. Like, that's the other thing yeah. is that, like, yeah. so my husband and I are, are gun people. Like, I have all kinds of stuff. I have a 1880s L.C. Smith shotgun because I'm 
Wow. Right. And I have an 1880s LC Smith shotgun that was manufactured on my on like my birthday, but in the 1800s. And I had the barrels redone and I shoot that gun. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Cause that's one thing is, you know, as a kid, I was always into like the modern guns. And then yeah. and so, I don't know where it was, but it was somewhere. Gosh, it was somewhere in college that suddenly I started getting interested in the older guns. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I remember. I remember. I was in college. I bought an M1 Grand. Yeah, and it just you start getting into some of these older guns, and then you start having an. I guess it's growing up and having appreciation for things. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I, I love. I love. Don't get me wrong, man. I will sit down and shoot the most modern gun. But if if I'm sitting at a gun range and someone's shooting something that, I, even if it's like an O3 Springfield, I'm like. Hey, can I get some trigger time behind that? Yeah. I I have a friend who she's actually a club member. She's a walking encyclopedia of gun knowledge. I mean, she really truly she knows more about guns than anybody else I know in the gun world. I mean, like Grant Cunningham's probably second to her. It's amazing. <laughs> um she's really she's really really brilliant. By the way, I'm also friends with Grant. Like I mean, she's really stunning and she has multiple one of a kind guns in the world it's interesting so it's like it's fun because i get to shoot stuff that doesn't exist anywhere else well for some reason my camera just died on you yeah i'm like hey, I'm sitting there go what do you mean and all of a sudden i got you would you like to leave this i'm like no, no. <laughs> 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 um, but i am still here but uh yeah i have no idea what just happened to my camera that is weird um but anyways, uh, I am still here. I'll, 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 I'm going to quick switch cameras. And you guys get to see the uh, view of up my nose to my ceiling here. <laughs> <laughs> go, I'll go down to the laptop view. Uh, but Laura, no, don't. It's trying to do it again. Oh, there's an update. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> I always got to pick it right in the middle of the podcast. But Laura, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast today. It's really great. I had a really great time. Well, meeting you at, at shot, talking to you at shot. And again, now, uh, well, it's now, uh, well, about six months later. We get yeah, to talk. Again. I know already right? coming on. I appreciate you the working with the scheduling. I appreciate you having me on, having talking about the group, um, you know, and, and for your listeners who are, who are interested, come over, check out our stuff. Um, Feel free to ask me questions. Anything that I've talked about, I'm, I'm happy to talk to people about stuff too. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I've talked to Lara a couple of times now, and every time I've had an awesome discussion with her. She is an amazing person, and she is fighting for your Second Amendment rights. She does more for your Second Amendment rights than most people on the right that do stuff for your Second Amendment rights. Check out the Liberal Gun Club. I know it's kind of weird for some of you on the right. Just go check out their forum. It's pretty cool. For those of you that are closet gun owners that are leaning on the left, just realize there is a place for you in the shooting sports. You're not alone. You don't need to be a closet gun owner. Now for the product of the podcast, it is the Lug Lock from my friends over at Real Habit. This thing is super cool. If you're building AR uppers, this is the way to go. Stop using those clamshells 
and use something like this. This thing locks into the lugs of your barrel. So you're putting all the torque in the right place, not on the actual receiver, which is the weakest. Building off of these things, super amazing. Go check it out. I have a link down below. If you're watching on YouTube, click that video right there. That is about hearing protection and the hearing protection that I'm using now. It's expensive, but it's super good stuff. For all the everybody else, the link is down below. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there. Look forward to talking to you again soon.